Hi, and welcome to this episode of I've Got This Kid. I'm your host, Sharina Williams, licensed speech and language pathologist, homeschooling mom of two, wife of one, excited podcaster, always ready to share anything and everything related to speech, language, play, development, homeschooling, and everything else that falls in between. Man, I'm just glad to be here as we embark on this parenting journey together for another week. For the month of April, we are going to be talking toddler behavior. And let me tell you, that is like the biggest emotional whirlwind ever because you just don't know whether you're coming or going and whether they're coming or going. And it seems like every other day something is changing. And I just remember being a new mom and there was some stuff that I did understand. And there were some things that I didn't understand. And I just wasn't quite sure how to discern normal from abnormal, typical to atypical, and just on and on and on and on. And at this age, if you guys have listened to any of my other episodes, then you know these toddler years are crucial to pinpoint and observe and see what's kind of unfolding and what pragmatically is happening and what's going on with language and what's going on with all these things because foundation is being established every single day. So today specifically, we're going to discuss what to do when my toddler hits. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I know. You know, it's one of those things where toddler hitting is a spectrum, right? At least the reactions from you world changers out there. There are some that are more on the conservative side to where it's like, uh, we're going to immediately respond to that and make sure that this doesn't ever happen again. And, you know, going just completely like, and then there's some who are a little bit more casual on the liberal side and kind of treat it as a developmental thing. And it's a stage that they're going to go through and they may or may not get over it. And we're just going to kind of let things ride out and see what happens. But I'm telling you, world changers, when toddlers hit, usually it's for a reason. And they are trying to tell you something. And what I'm going to help us do today is unpack some possible, maybe not all, the reasons, possible reasons that our little sugars may be using hitting and their body as a means to communicate. And so I'm going to try to make this as painless as possible. Didooch. You get it? Toddler hitting. Painless as possible. <laughs> okay, that's my that is my last bad joke of the day. Okay, I, okay, I do have one more bad joke. I made this up for my kids, okay? Which one is worse off? The chicken or the egg? Both because they're both poultry. Okay, my kids didn't laugh either. It was pretty bad. I'm, okay, that's my second bad joke of the day. I will tell no more. I promise you can tell my humor Probably came from an old person. It did. My grandpa, I have his sense of humor. It is, ooh, my joke telling is terrible. But anyway, let's get right into this. So six reasons we're going to go over. Attention, communication tool, emotions, behavior, observed behavior, and sensory input. These are six possible reasons that your little sugar may be hitting. And I'm going to break each and every one down. So by the end of this episode, you will be able to understand and speak intelligently as to why your little sugar may be hitting you. So number one, attention. 
What is attention? Let's just start there. Attention is when I take my focus and your focus and we're focusing on the same thing. Not like the army attention where we're like spinning, hut, not that kind of attention. But when you and I are jointly looking at the same thing at the same time, which can also be called joint attention. But in this case, because we're talking about toddler hitting, we're not talking about individualized attention. We are talking about both of us attending. Your little sugar might hit because they want you to attend to what they are attending to. And if you are not attending to what they are attending to, then they might use hitting as a means to get you to look their way. Now, I didn't say that that was the best way to get your attention, but I am saying that that is a reason. So sugars, it's interesting because they are trying to either use their words, learn how to use their words during this time, or their bodies. And so attention, it's not always like a positive or negative thing in their world. It's more so of whatever means necessary I need to take to get you to look at what I'm looking at. And guess what, world changers? If hitting gets your attention, it gets a reaction out of you, then guess what? It reinforces that this is a viable means to communicate thoughts and ideas to mommy and daddy. And this is how it usually looks. Mommy, 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 mommy. I've seen some toddlers just flat out slap. I've seen some toddlers pinch. I've seen all kinds of things that just allude to the fact that little sugar just wants attention. And they're not trying to be mean. Again, it's not a positive or a negative thing. It's just that this is a way that they're using communication to get your attention. Now, is this the best way to get your attention? Probably not. But if you are giving them an explosive response like what or stop or you're not responding to them when they're giving you gentle, subtle reminders that they want your attention, then chances are they're going to use this as a viable tool to get you to pay attention to this. So my suggestion would be that if they do that, and if you notice that, hey, my little sugar is doing this because they want my attention or they want me to look at them. And I've even seen another one, like the face grabbing, because they want you to look their way. It, it happens. And if they're doing that and you're explosive and you're not paying attention when they're being a little bit more subtle, then it's probably best to start paying attention, world changer, when they're giving you the subtle clues or the subtle reminders or the subtle hints that they want you to focus on that thing that they're focusing on, or you can provide a verbal response such as, hold on, sugar, give me just a second, I'm doing this, then I will go to that. Make sense? I hope that one makes sense. Two, communication. Now, communication is simply the ability to send a message from one person to another. And during the toddler years, we know by now that the language boom is happening. And if you're unsure what I'm talking about, go back, listen to the Milestone series, and that will give you an idea of what is taking place during this age when we're talking about the toddler time, the language boom is going on, they're building up their verbal language, they're building up that vocabulary, and it's some really exciting stuff going on. And they're trying to learn how to use the vocabulary that they have to send one message to another person. And 
if they're having difficulties getting their messages verbally sent to you, or you're having difficulties understanding their language or understanding how they're getting those messages to you, chances are they're going to use hitting. Yes, they will. They will use hitting to get that message across, to let you know what it is that they are trying to say. If nothing else, it goes back to the first one. They're trying to get your attention. And if the words aren't working and if the hitting works and if it's a way to where they feel like, hey, if I can pop you and get you to hone in on getting me that cookie or getting me that milk or doing what I need you to do, then they will use hitting as a viable means. So during this time, I want you to make sure that if they are using hitting and they're attempting to use language, how do you know they're attempting to use language? When they look at you and they produce some kind of sound that you may or may not understand. That's how you know that they're trying to use some kind of language. Now, it's different if they are looking somewhere else in another direction and they're not communicating with you and they're just making sounds. That's one thing. But if they are visibly looking at you and they're trying to use words and they're using gestures to go along with it, chances are that they're trying to communicate with you. If they then use a hit to communicate with you, I want you as much as possible to try to prompt them to show you what it is that they possibly want to get to. Because every time they use hitting, instead of trying to use the verbal language, even if you cannot understand it, then they miss out on opportunities on how to communicate. And they're missing out on opportunities on how to use language and how to learn how to use language in appropriate situations. And so again, this is why we try as much as possible not to advocate for hitting over using words or using pointing or any kind of other thing. But if communication is difficult for your sugar, chances are hitting might be a way that they use to communicate their thoughts and ideas to you. But how you respond to that, it's totally up to you. And if you are explosive with them, Chances are that's going to start hindering your social relationship, your pragmatic relationship and how you guys relate to one another and how you guys gel together. So you want to be really careful during this time, but also be very clear that flat out, you don't like being hit. And I'm going to keep saying that some kind of way, shape, form or fashion, because I'm yet to find the person who loves being hit. The third reason, emotions, emotions. I am an extremely emotional person. If you cannot tell, I'm either hot or cold. There is very rarely any kind of gray room, gray area, gray matter, gray anything for me. It is either or kind of like a toddler. I'll have to say I can manage my emotions a little bit better than they are, but for them, everything is explosive. They're either hot or they're cold, they're either happy or they're not. And so I don't want you guys to think about emotions in a way of positive emotions or negative emotions, because I definitely don't mean it in that way. I don't want us to think about the word emotions and interpret it as a bad thing. Like we use our emotions to express ourselves. That's why we have them. They're a great tool for us. If we're frowning, then you can tell we're unhappy. If we're smiling, then you can tell that we are happy. And, and sometimes our little sugars out of emotions will hit. 
It might be out of excitement, right? And I've seen this a bajillion times. When a sugar gets excited, they just hit. And again, this isn't the best way to demonstrate your emotions, but also keep in mind, world changer, this is the time for you to teach them appropriate ways to respond to happiness or excitement in a way that, that you know, you can kind of navigate it and say, well, no, thank you to hitting, but yay, that was exciting. Something along those lines, right? But it can also be a not so excited emotion. I didn't like when mommy said no. I didn't like it when she didn't let me do this. And then there comes the not so happy emotion. And then here comes the hit. Now, I have to say in these moments, it's probably better to have a little bit more of a stern response about what you don't like. Not necessarily a yell, but a firm look in the eye as you tell them no. And maybe even a little bit of a move away from me kind of situation until you get that together because you're not going to just hit me. But either way, either way, toddlers do use hitting to express their emotions. And it's not always a bad thing. And I've seen sometimes where a little sugar is super excited about something that was positive that happened and then it was interpreted as a negative And so then they become confused because the adult confused their excitement as a negative thing. And they didn't know how to quite process the response from the adult when clearly they were just excited about something and needed to be directed appropriately to how to react without hitting. Whereas on the other hand, when it's used in a not so nice way, I've seen world changers out there who kind of just brush it off and laugh it off when in all actuality, a little bit more of a boundary needed to be established to ensure that that's not an appropriate way that we communicate our thoughts and our ideas to our parents, because then that kind of stuff carries over into preschools, daycares with teachers and other adults and with peers. So again, we want to be really, really careful how we interpret their emotions and also how we direct their behavior and how we redirect their behavior when dealing with emotions. Because remember, during this time, Everything is super exciting and super new. And so a lot of things might get an emotional response, but it's, again, very important how we navigate that appropriately. Number four, behavior. Now we have four and five is behavior. Behavior kind of tap dances on what I was just talking about with the negative emotion kind of thing and hitting out of like, displeasure or being unhappy, behavioral. It can be, hitting can be related to behavior when sugars have difficulties with boundaries or world changers have difficulties setting appropriate boundaries or being consistent with boundaries. Now, world changer, I can't tap dance around this. Boundaries are something that only you can create. Yes, the educators can partner with Yes, the the daycare providers can partner with you. Yes, extended family can partner with you. But you must know that you are the leader in setting behavioral boundaries when sugar hits out of behavior, out of, you know, not necessarily an emotional exchange, but because that they think that it's appropriate to hit you as a way to honestly induce pain. It's much different than an emotional response 
This is well-intended and it's based on the will of the sugar. And so just like everybody born on this earth, we all have control of our behavior. And we all have control over how we, how we navigate that behavior. And so again, this is where our little sugars need us the most because we really need to give them guidance on what's appropriate and what's not and what's an appropriate boundary and what's not. And we need to be consistent with the outcomes of when that happens. And because toddlers are in such a precarious stage when boundaries are being created, it's so important to be consistent in whatever it is that you choose. And it's also so important to not think that this is just a stage and it's something that they're going to grow out of because reinforcement is real. And I can't express how much hitting can be reinforced, just like talking is reinforced, just like everything else we do is reinforced. The more you do it, the more natural it becomes. And so if sugar is always allowed to use hitting as a means to communicate to you out of a behavior, and again, it's not an an excited emotional exchange, but it's really to inflict pain, then we really have to start thinking to ourselves, what is it that we are allowing and kind of hold ourselves world changers accountable for what we are allowing? And I know some of you world changers out there who have sugars that are neurodivergent may feel like, well, I need to be easier on them because they don't understand. And I'm here to say I've worked with these sugars for many years and that is not true. They need boundaries just like other sugars need boundaries to know what's appropriate and what's not. And if anything, if anything, especially depending on the level of severity, they may need more time for it to be reinforced than other sugars out there to where it only takes a few times for them to understand that we do not hit. And so I don't want you to take this lightly and I don't want you to think that I'm beating you up at all because remember, we're in this together and I'm here because I've seen this a million times and I wanna make sure that you guys are tooled up in this way and that you understand the the repercussions that two-year-old sugar hitting can definitely become 10-year-old sugar hitting can become 18-year-old sugar hitting if we don't undo that behavior. So again, make sure if it is out of behavior that we're not allowing it to be consistent. So these are some things that I want you to ask yourself for this. How do I respond? If sugar is hitting me and it's a behavior and I know that it's to inflict pain, how do I respond to them? Does it turn to a game? Do I try to deflect it as a world changer and turn it into a game? Do I become upset? Do I hit back? Let's be honest. What do I do? Do I say no? Is it a firm no? Because again, consistency is key. And if only one world changer is doing it and the other is not doing it, then chances are little sugar is going to keep reinforcing that behavior because somebody's still giving them a yes. So this is a difficult one. And world changers, if you guys are out there and this is something that you're dealing with, reach out to me because I can probably help you along with this because I've helped a lot of families undo dealing with this kind of behavior. And it just puts everybody in a much better mood when they're not walking on eggshells, not knowing when sugar is going to strike next. It's just not a fun thing because usually they're not just popping 
parents, but they're also popping siblings and kids at daycare. And I've heard, you know, I've had stories where kiddos have been kicked out and almost kicked out and at risk and all kinds of other things that happen. And so we don't want sugar to end up having a behavioral label when they're not necessarily behavioral, but it's just a behavior that's been learned and it hasn't been undone. So I don't want anybody walking away feeling bad or feeling like, oh my gosh, no, nothing like that. You know, give yourself a moment to be like, yes, I allowed this to happen, but let's, you know, let's push to purpose and push on. Number five, and oh, that was the heaviest part of this episode. I hope, (laughs) I'm just kidding. That was the heaviest part of this episode. I want you guys to know, okay? Number five, observed behavior. What's observed behavior? Well, observed behavior is watching somebody else do something and then copy. We learn by what we see. We learn by what we see. Maybe Sugar learned this from somewhere else. Maybe Sugar learned hitting from a peer at school. Maybe Sugar learned hitting from an older peer. Maybe Sugar learned hitting when going to visit a relative to where, you know, those world changes are a little bit more lenient and they allow hitting to go on. It happens. Hitting can sometimes occur based on what was observed from others. It's a normal thing. Again, it's all about how we as world changers navigate and undo the behavior and how we respond to that behavior and make sure that if they observed it, soon as we see it happen, it's time for us to step in, set some boundaries, Talk to the necessary parties, whether that be the teachers at school or it be other family members to get them on board that this is not something that we are allowing and not a behavior we necessarily want our little sugars to learn. And in some cases, honestly, world changers, this might be where you come in and say, hey, you know what? I listened to this whole episode on I've Got This Kid and Sharina talked about managing behavior and toddler hitting and toddler behavior. And she could probably help you out. So listen to that and then go from there, right? Because sometimes world changers, other world changers don't have the answers. And uh, world changers, I want you to know this too. Sometimes you have the tools and have the information and all you need to do is give it to somebody else to get them on board and get them into the know. Because honestly, Sometimes we take knowledge for granted. What we know, we think everybody else knows. And that's not necessarily true. Some world changers are out there looking for answers who are legitimately struggling trying to figure out how to cope, how to deal. Am I alone? Is this normal? Is this not? Well, send them my way and just have them listen to this episode and see if this applies to them and see if we can get them all tooled up, right? Because it's a sticky thing to be like, hey, your kid hits, you know? (laughs) might be one of these six reasons. (laughs) You don't want to make it weird, but you do want to, you know, help them be tooled up and give them the strategies and the things that they need without feeling like you're out there being like a, you know, safety citizen and judging and criticizing others. Because depending on the person, some people just don't love that. You know your relationship with other world changers out there. You be the judge. But if it is one of those sticky situations, I would suggest giving them some information that would tool them up to help them along through this situation. And finally, sensory input. What is sensory input? What is sensory input and how does sensory relate to my sugar hitting or another sugar that I know hitting? Please let me know. Well, very easily. Sensory input is the way that we take information from our environment. We have 
five senses, right? The stuff that we see with our eyes, the stuff that we hear with our ears, the stuff that we smell with our nose, the stuff that we taste with our mouth, and the stuff that we touch with our hands. Sometimes, if it is overwhelming, the stuff that we see, if it is overwhelming, the stuff that we hear, if it is overwhelming, the stuff that we touch and it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel right with certain textures, if it doesn't like whatever it is, our sugars might use hitting as sensory input. Now, for the most part, I've seen my hyposensitive sugars. Now, if you're unsure what that means, please go back and listen to sensory processing disorder episode. I talk all about it. Hyposensitive, hypersensitive, and just give you guys the real lowdown on what sensory processing is and how to understand it. And maybe even identify if you've got some sensory needs or what makes you a little bit uncomfortable and, and how to deal with it, right? So with sensory, some of my sugars who are hyposensitive, that means that they need some input going on. Their brain is telling them that their body isn't balanced. So it might look like they're always running around. It might look like they're always crashing into things. It might look like when they give you a hug, instead of hugging you, they're flopping into you. It may look like they're trying pinching or trying hitting or trying different things like that to you. You might even see them take their hand and just swing at you. Those are our hyposensitive little sugars who are using hitting as a means to express themselves. Now, our hypersensitive sugars, those ones, poor sugars, it's different. It's the total opposite. Everything is a little bit overwhelming to them. Everything is heightened. The stuff that they see, the stuff that they smell, the stuff that they taste, the stuff that they touch, the stuff that they do, it's heightened. And so sometimes they don't know how to respond to that. And it puts them in a little bit of a bad mood, a little bit more upset, a little bit more frustrated. And they might also use hitting as a way to express that they don't like what's going on around them and they're not trying to be mean. They just don't know how to use words to express physiologically what's happening with them because that's some pretty complex stuff and most adults don't even understand it. But for these sugars, it's happening to them and it's a real thing. And so at this age, this is when we want to get understanding because it is crucial to help understand how to work with sugars to get their needs met so if they are having difficulties with their sensory processing and the world around them, we're able to give them the necessary tools so they're not using hitting as a means to communicate that, hey, maybe this light is too yellow or, hey, maybe I hear a buzzing sound or, hey, maybe the sounds are too overwhelming or, hey, when I touched that, it felt funny and I didn't know how to react or, hey, when my body felt out of whack, I came and I ran into you or I banged my head in the wall or I did something that looked kind of out of the norm and you just kind of thought that I was, you know, being a bad kid or interesting kid or whatever kind of kid. But that's not necessarily the case. It's literally out of their hands until we give them the necessary tools to help them work with that brain and that body to get back in the balance. So again, that's one of those areas to where outside support is needed. And that's when you want to seek the support of an occupational therapist. And if you're unsure of where to find an occupational therapist, start with either your school district or go to AOTA, and I believe it's .org. And I'll put that in the show notes for you guys, World Changers. Now that we've got through the six possible reasons, now remember, World Changers, I said that my list was not exhaustive. I just said 
that these are possible reasons and reasons that I've seen over the last decade why little sugars use hitting as a means to communicate. And if you notice, every reason always goes back to communication. Every single reason that they are using hitting is because of communication. Even if it's like physical communication, that's nonverbal communication to where they're using their bodies to communicate their thoughts and their ideas. They're trying to get a message across and it's up to us to discern why it is happening. Should you be concerned? It honestly depends on why sugar is hitting. What's the etiology? What's the cause of it? Why is sugar hitting? It could come from a number of these reasons and it's important for us to just sit back, connect with our sugars to observe, learn what we can, and then grow by applying tools to help us navigate what we can do to move on. And in that growing process too, we also reflect and think about what then can we do different when it's time for us to reconnect. And so it's kind of a process when we think about like the connect and the growing and the learning, because we really want to just sit back, look, observe, pay attention, apply, and then reflect and do all over again. Should you laugh it off and just be like, ha ha ha, it's just a stage. Maybe they'll get over it. Maybe they won't. I, my professional opinion says no. And my personal opinion says no. It definitely says no. Because again, it goes back to sometimes there's a deeper reason, especially if it's based on communication difficulties or sensory processing difficulties. And if you are unsure, world changer, please make sure to seek out professional support from a local speech pathologist to rule in or rule out communication or pragmatic delays. And you can always email me at questions at I've got this kid.com where we can provide some additional guidance and determine if some consultation services are needed and just go from there. Remember, world changers, raising sugars, it does not come with an answer book. It just simply doesn't. And we continue to tackle these tough questions to make sure that you and sugar are connecting, growing, and learning together. And it's my role to make sure that we're connecting growing and learning together so we can push to purpose. Tune into next week's episode where we are going to talk. Can my nonverbal toddler make friends? You don't want to miss this. Also, join our community where other amazing world changers just like yourself get first action at this week's episode, upcoming events, and all the other needs to know around I've Got This Kid podcast. I have a few speaking engagements coming up, so I don't want you guys to miss that. I want you guys to stay tooled up and tuned in Continue to send in those questions, like, subscribe, and share. Until the next time, world changers, take care.